I don't hear the music. Still nothing. Oh, you couldn't hear that? Mm -mm. Oh, well, okay. The music played. I don't know if it's on the recording or not. The music's done. Go ahead, Mr. Shelton, with your intro. That's All right, we're back with the Texas Oil and Gas Podcast. We appreciate you tuning in to today's episode. This is episode 213. 213. I'm your host, Josh Shelton, my friend and co-host, Ryan Ray. Ryan, uh, it's been a while since we had uh, since we had a show, man. We actually missed I was the on, week. I was on the wrong one. You can hear it now, can't you? I can, yeah. There it is. Yeah. I was on the wrong mic. You you, you, you got to let me know when you hear that big echo. That's the wrong mic. Okay. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, I was out last week, wasn't I, Josh? I pulled a Josh Shelton. Went to D.C., had a meeting with uh, an ambassador, a couple of ambassadors, actually, and a congressional staffer. And so, uh, you know, just doing things like that. So it was uh, it was fun. You were off the week before that, weren't you? I was, yeah. Yeah, I was actually had, uh, that week. Ben yeah. Samuels uh, stepped yeah. in for me. Yeah, we had been in. Uh, so, yeah, you know, uh, it's good to be back. Good to be back. And uh, barring something unforeseen, we should be back on regular schedule here for some time now. Yeah, well, which, Ryan. Oh, uh, which, which reminds me, two, two things. One, I'm going to link to this in the show notes. Um, I have a new podcast out, Inside the War Room. And we are putting out, oof, trying to put out two or three, sometimes four a week. And so, um Last week, we did Dr. Paul Sullivan on climate justice. So if you're interested in that topic, he was there for that. We've also had one on the U.S.-Mexico border. Our friend Sergio Chapa, as you know, is writing a book on the border. And um, his co-author, or I don't know how you who the, the top author there is there, but anyway, she was on episode 33. Uh, we've had Anas on. Mark Rosano is coming on tomorrow. Um, and we are also trying to get on... Um, we had one on addiction. We've had European Energy, Carol Roth, the World on Small Business, RR Reno, the uh, Return of the Strong Gods. I don't know. We're 36 episodes, 37 episodes at the end. So be sure to check that out. And um, there's something else I'm going to say about this week, and I can't remember what it is. Um, I don't know. But check out the podcast. Uh, drop a five star review. Uh, we're giving away a book, uh, Spin Selling. So if you're interested in that. So, anyways. There's something else, Josh. I can't remember. Any, any idea what I was going, where I was going? I, I, uh, did you uh, did you hit the average review? Hit the uh, what's that? Uh, we got a review from a northerner in the south, uh, June 30th. 20th, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I think, we, I think we did read that. I think we did read that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember what it is now. Anyways. So, yeah, be sure to go check out Inside the War Room. We cover all sorts of topics all over the place. And so I'd uh, love to have you on over there as well. Well, Ryan, uh, we have news spreading around the world, the nation, the Delta variant. It's coming. It's here. Uh, we had uh, off YouTube already. Oh, that's part of it. Listen, I will link to this. This show is on YouTube exclusively now. We're, we're not doing Facebook. We're not doing Twitter. We're on YouTube. We're trying to put out more YouTube content. Um, we don't really push YouTube stuff, but we put out a lot of YouTube stuff. And so uh, we're going to start pushing it some uh, for several reasons. And the other thing, Josh, speaking of YouTube, is sponsorships. We are getting ready to roll out some new sponsorship programs. Josh and I were just talking about offline. But if you'd like to sponsor the show, around at warroommedia.com is where you can hit me up to get that information. But uh, anyways, looking forward to the new sponsorship deals we'll be announcing uh, pretty soon. So sorry about that. Go ahead, Josh. 
No problem. No problem. All right. So um, Delta variant, it's uh, it's out. Uh, markets have been responding to it. It's been kind of up, up and down. I think uh, oil ended up dropping like five bucks um, last week with some of the news coming out with the Delta variant. Uh, news of vaccinated people getting sick uh, was, uh, you know, raising worries that this might squelch demand. It's been demand's been coming back. It's been ready to rip and roar. And now there's some hesitation in the market. Uh, but it seems that uh, the oil is, is kind of hanging in there. 72 um, demand. I, I think we're at a point now where, where people are, from my perspective, it looks like people are not prepared to go back into that lockdown mode. They kind of just uh, take some of the risks that come with uh, with living. So I, I'm hopeful, Ryan, that we're not going to you know shut down again. I did see a report that came out where California, I think, is reissuing mass mandates. I think it was L.A. and uh, and and maybe um, kind of bringing some more restrictive measures, uh, which that can have some impacts on the economy as a whole. There, um, so uh, it's something to watch. I, I think there were. Ryan, it's been a couple of weeks, so I've, I've been following the news and I don't remember what we have and haven't covered. But I do know that there were talks with uh, OPEC to increase the um, their production in order to lower, I think, gas prices. I think the Biden administration was wanting them to do that. And I believe we covered that at some length uh, as OPEC agreed to do that. Um, anyway, so that that's kind of what's in the news now is we're just kind of watching you know, gas prices, oil prices, COVID. Those are the major things that, mm -hmm. that I've seen that. Uh, how is this Delta variant going to affect us and, you know, what's, what's next? Yeah. And so Ellen and I covered that as well on episode 163, I believe of the energy week podcast It's episode 163. I'll link to that in the show notes. As for what you're talking about. Yeah, there is a, you know, where we're at right now. Um, when you look at like jet fuel demand. Okay. So jet fuel demand uh, when I flew to D.C., uh, and I've only been to D.C. twice, uh, my war room road trip last year, and then um, this this time. So I've only been twice. So this is very anecdotal evidence. I, but I can tell you that flying in this time, the foot traffic was substantially um, larger. It was more um, a lot more people. It didn't feel like and I was flying uh, out of DFW and then back uh, from D.C. So both ways. Now. It wasn't a two-hour wait or anything, but you know, I flew out on a Saturday. I flew back on a Tuesday morning. So if if there if, there, if in a non-COVID world, if I'd have walked into the airport, I'd have thought, oh, great, the lines aren't too bad. You know, it's not too bad. It's not terrible. Um, I wouldn't have thought anything else about it. So does that but demands back on some level, right? I think the TSA numbers prove that out as well. So you can you can kind of walk in the airport to your point, but you can kind of feel it's back. Now, jet fuel demand is really impacted by the long international flights and that demand, that part of the demand is not back. And I don't think that's coming back until you know that you can go on vacation or you can go to Europe or wherever and get back and not have a problem. You know, you have um, uh, England's talking about potential, some kind of vaccine passport or, or whatever it might be um, in the, in the fall, France, the same thing. Well, you know, as an American, you know, how does that work? And so I think a lot of that stuff is going to um, kind of, keep things stifled. The economy won't fully reopen until we kind of know what that's going to happen. And so um, anyways, so uh, that's so, kind of my thoughts on, 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 but I think the larger point, you will see there is a push to start the mass mandates back. So we'll, we'll see to, to your point, you know, if you're right or not. 
Yeah, so that, that's going to be the question, I think, because if we go and then so demand has been like really improving. Demand has really been recovering. And the question is going to be, are we about to go backwards or are we going to go forward? So uh, just as as you were talking there, Ryan, I looked up, you know, about 30 minutes ago, uh, NBC News put out the U.S. won't lift travel restrictions, citing spike in COVID Delta variant cases. They are discouraging travel to the U.K. because of the recent spike in the Delta variant there. Uh, so some of the travel is, is continuing to be restricted. So mm-hmm. you're right about that. So you're going to see some more of that uh articles are coming out saying that this all this delta variant is really caused by people who refuse to take the vaccines um, as they push that we're going to see kind of what people do do people agree to get the vaccine to go along with it or are people a little worried about you know some of the side effects and are not going to get it so whatever position you take on that 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 is the narrative that's being put out in the media and and seeing you know what what's going to be the response of people because um if they do restrict travel or if they take restrictive measures to make you get a vaccine in order to get the travel, then you're going to see people either get it or not. And that could affect the economy and as far as demand, because less mm-hmm. people may travel in that circumstance as well. So mm-hmm. um, well, you're also, you know, um, you know, we're going to get into this fall here. And so uh, theoretically football um, will be opened up to all, all capacity. So, you know, will you see packed stadiums across the U.S.? Uh, I, I think so. Uh, you know, I think so, yeah. Right. So you'll see a little bit of pickup of people, people going back to school. So I'll, I'll mm-hmm. kind of getting back to, we talk about the, quote, new, new normal. Um, you know, that's kind of the next phase, I think, is is this fall, assuming we don't see the mass mandates kind of come back across the U.S., we start to see the U.S. looking like a fall semester looks like in the U.S. Um, it, you know, how does that feel and how does that work itself out? Um, but again, I, I do think we are a little bit off before we start to see, um, you know, the big long plans, the long trips, unless you have to, um, unless you have to go somewhere. So, um, yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think, uh, I was a little surprised. So I'm, a I watched the Wimbledon this year and they had a, they had it set where they had to stay at 50% capacity for the, uh, these places. And what they expected was that the folks in the, in the crowds were, you know, separate a good bit uh, what they found was that all these groups continue to set together and so mm-hmm. they were 50 percent capacity but they were all huddled in together and so it kind of uh, they hit a point where they ended up opening it up to uh to 100 capacity so um and, and and just seeing that people i mean even with the risk of, of catching it people are ready to you know, get out and have fun again you know and uh, I, I think uh sec football uh college football uh all of that's gonna gonna have a, a great great year of attendees. I think people are, are ready to get back, get back out and start enjoying stuff again. So that's good news. I mean, just seeing people out, um, and, uh, and, you know, having audiences again, man, it's, uh, it's been, it's been good to see. So hopefully that helps with, uh, some of the demand as well. So this article here we have from oil price, um, so this essentially, she says what I said earlier, oil opens lower as Delta variant fears uh, clash with the tight supply. Um, again, I mean, oil, I think it got up to 75. I mean, we're at 72, so I, I wouldn't pay too much attention to that at this point. Um, I would want to look to see, you know, what the trends are this for the next week or two. Ryan's school is supposed to open next month. That's going to be a big one. I mean, I well, that would be huge if if that goes through and they don't, change the plans all of a sudden on us on that. 
I'm a little, I'm a little worried though. I mean, it, it's a lot of parents may not want to, I mean, if they force the kids to get vaccine in order to go to school, because I know they did that with college, some of the college campuses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, you, you mentioned kind of, let's kind of talk about where we're at. We've got school coming back. Um, so you, you had the buses out, people out and about moving, moving stuff, college football, um, you know, and then as you get to the winter, you'll have more, um, NBA will come back again. I guess I don't know if they're on a regular schedule or not, but NHL will come back. You know, all those things will start to come back. Um, and then you'll have holiday travel. So you, yeah, you, you're kind of hitting this 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 next phase is Q2. It's kind of it's um, middle Q2, end of Q2, into Q3. Um, you know, you start you start. I'm sorry, Q3, Q4 rather, not Q2. Um, you start to look at all this stuff, and then you say, okay, well, OPEC. To your point, OPEC has cre- increased increasing production. Because they want to keep the price. And NOS, I think, says the sweet spot. You can go look at this pinned tweet on Twitter. I think it's like 68 to 74, I think, is the sweet spot, according to NOS, that OPEC wants. Um, the U.S. production isn't really increasing. It's increasing some, um, not that much. And we got a job uh, market report in a minute. Um, so it's it's a deal where, you know, if we can stay in this spot, this, this sweet spot, to use NOS's turn, 68 to 75 kind of range, for for some period of time, I think that's going to be good for service companies because they can hopefully, you know, get back to you know hiring people, get their rates set, get the rate probably raised from you know being decimated in twenty twenty. Um, you know, oil and gas companies and the you know, the frackers can get out there to to um, you know figure out what kind of production they want to put online. And knowing what OPEC is going to do, and this has kind of been not talked about a lot um, on this podcast, I don't think. But you know, understanding that this is what OPEC is going to do, they've been on this kind of monthly schedule. So you kind of know what they're going to do. Um, it, it has kept a lid, I think, on the market from getting out of control. But it's also kept the floor as well because, you know, okay, OPEC is going to put out this kind of oil. They're kind of dedicated to working together, it seems. You know, they had a little tiff you know, a few weeks ago. So the U.S. side is can they get the money to produce? And they haven't over, you know, we haven't overproduced. We haven't put the price back down. So it's really been – there's a lot of problems with financing and the ESG and all this stuff involved. But, but from a price standpoint, it's really been a pretty good year because um, – you know, historically speaking, we would have. Some people were concerned that we'd come out there and just drill this thing right back down to to forty, and that hasn't happened. So, um, you know, it might happen, but it, it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to be that's going to be the the thing to watch because, I mean, where the the prices are holding steady. I mean, this is this is kind of the like what Anas said. I mean, this is where I, I think if people could pick a number for it to stay at for 12, 12 months. It would probably be around this number, you know, around seventy. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. it, and it looks like it's holding steady, even with uh, the end of the Saudi saying they're gonna they're gonna up production and getting an agreement to do that. It's kind of kind of holding in there. Yeah. Uh, so, so what would be bad is is that you know with the OPEC uh, <clears throat> the OPEC increases, if you know to, we we did see kind of a, a lockdown again, or um, not not necessarily a nationwide lockdown, but uh, more than just LA County. You know, we have lockdowns across the U.S. or across the world, and these are crushing demand again. Like that would be the the bad part because then OPEC would have to go back and revise their numbers. And you, you know, you kind of all the stuff we said that's going well would kind of then work against us. So, yeah. Let freedom well, ring, baby. Let freedom ring. Well, here we go. So uh, we have we have an article here. We've been kind of talking about BP uh, for quite some time. Um, they have been, I think, of all the the majors out there, they have been one of the ones that have consistently been pushing at least um, 
it's at least from my perspective, more toward going green than any of the others. Uh, they've, they've really been at the forefront of the green movement um, in terms of oil and gas companies. And so an uh, article came out that I thought was interesting. BHP Group is considering getting out of the oil and gas in a multi-billion dollar exit uh, to accelerate its retreat from fossil fuels. Uh, they're estimating this would probably be worth anywhere from 15 billion, uh, possibly a little bit more. Um, and then it says here they were forecast to earn, oh, they are forecast to earn over 2 billion this year. So that's not necessarily a profit, you know, it's just uh, the margins they're working with. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see this, Ryan, because uh, it seems that they're having success, but they're still considering getting out of the oil and gas business, getting out of fossil fuels. Um, so uh, and, and it, one of the one of the people said you know, one of the quotes here is with rising ESG pressure facing industry, um, they're thinking about getting out and they think that there's a possibility that this might be their best chance to still get a good price. So their outlook on oil and gas is bleak and they think that this might be the peak, you know, oils at 70 something um, sale now might be the best that they can do. So um, what are your thoughts, Ryan, on, on BHP taking this route? And do you think this is a long term you think this is going to work out well for them or what do you think um you know so bhp sold um back in 2018 i think it was they sold a lot of their stuff uh to bp um yep. and so yeah they've 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 kind of been hitting this direct this, this path you know how much being based in australia impacts this i don't you know i don't know um so i think when you look at these assets they're, they're gonna they're, these assets are gonna move around you're gonna have mergers you're gonna have divestitures you know people are gonna pick up stuff um and you know where we're sitting at two or three years from now i think we're gonna look back at some of the stuff and go wow okay these guys really jumped the gun and these guys held on and, and made a good play and so um you know being in the old business right now is not it's not it's not the sexy thing to do right people are like oh you know oil and gas but it's something that's, that's needed. It will be needed. Um, and so, you know, if BHP wants to focus on their mining stuff, then, then so be it. That's fine. That's their decision to make. Um, but that's also going to create opportunity for people who stay in the business. I, I, you know, unless you think oil is going away, which it's not, um, it's a good spot to be in. Yeah, I, I agree. I think um, I think it's – that's my thought. So I think there's a possibility that BHP may benefit from the ESG advantage they may get. So they may have more positive investments from some of these investors that are more open with their money because of the moves they made to get out of the oil and gas, out of the fossil fuels. So they may actually benefit from this. Uh, but I think just from a uh, traditional fundamental economic decision, I don't think that it's the best, uh, the best move. So apart from the benefit they would get from the, uh, the ESG, apart from that benefit and in the investors, I think that it's not a good investment move, but they still may, have made the right call anyway uh, because of the um, uh, the um, reputation that they'll have from this decision. So, um, all right, we have one more article, Ryan, and this one is about jobs. Energy industry employment continues to grow slowly. So we haven't seen a big explosion. Um, Texas Independent Producers and Royalty Owner Association released a report showing the upstream sector of the energy showed a net increase of nearly 8,800 direct jobs. Um, so 
first half of the year, uh, first half of 2020, um, they were showing a total of 168,000 jobs. So they've added 8,800 uh, to that number. So um, in the last three months, Bureau of Labor Statistics said that the sector had added 24,000 jobs, uh, which is a 1.3% growth rate. Um, so again, nothing explosive here, but it, there is a steady increase in, in the job market, which is something that we are very happy to see. It was a, it was a tough year last year. So um, love seeing the, the job numbers increase. Hope that that steady approach will continue. Uh, I don't want to see a huge explosion because at that point, you know, you're probably going to see the, the prices get drilled back down. So that's slowly adding on as the prices goes up. People are getting their jobs back. That's slow and steady um, over time. Hopefully, we'll bring some balance to the market. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anything else, Ben? Or is that it for today? I think that's about it, man. There's a, uh, yeah, what earnings are coming out right this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is an article I have that uh, we're, we're expecting to see some earnings, uh, earnings reports coming out this week. And that's going to be, uh, that's going to be interesting to, to watch. So I think, um, yeah, actually, there's, a, there's an article I have here. Oil and gas majors likely to report bumper second quarter earnings in the coming days. And uh, with higher commodity prices, you know, gas prices up. This will be a, this will be one to watch, man, because this will this will tell you how these companies are doing. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see how those come out this week. Uh, and we'll be reporting on those next week, obviously. Yeah, yeah have a breakdown of the earnings. That'd be good. Um, OK, yeah, I think that is it for this episode nice short and sweet be back next week uh be sure to check out inside the one podcast uh and until then keep climbing